Welcome to the Divine Career Design Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Palmer. Week to week, you'll hear me interview experts in their fields of study, the highlights and challenges within their career, what an actual day-to-day looks like in their practice, and how to become an expert like them. There's so much to share, and I'm excited to get started. Hello, everyone. This is Jody. Thank you for listening. Another conversation today about all things teen. We've been talking and had really a variety of conversations and topics that help parents support their teens to thrive in the world. And one of the topics that really is so prevalent now is this idea of the impact social media has on our teens and their lives. And I think the reason why this is such a big component or factor is because us parents, we didn't really experience social media when we were younger. I I, I don't think any of us did when we were teens. We barely even had the internet when we were young. And so social media was certainly not around then either. And I am a fan of social media. I am a fan, and I'll say that first and foremost, of the access that it provides, of what it what it has done to connect people in the world. I think there are so many great resources and avenues that come out of what social media provides for us in the world. But just like everything that has a positive, oftentimes there is the shadow side or the negative side to it too. And we don't have to focus necessarily so much on that as opposed to just being aware And awareness is the first key factor in making a change in what we want to see for our teens. And it is a, it is a topic that so many parents feel unsure about. I mean, there are apps that come out on the regular that we don't really know what they do. We don't really know what access they have of our child's information. And we don't really know what access they give our kids or how all of them work and the different dynamics. I think that that's one of the elusive things about social media and these new apps and platforms for teens is that it gives them something to try to figure out or um, demystify. Uh, they're like, they be- the teens become... Uh, researchers and they want to figure out the, the the best way to become an influencer or popular on these social media apps. And so as parents, that really is a call to action for us to be at the forefront of what our teens are doing and what they are experiencing and how they're experiencing these different apps and platforms for social media. So Let's start with the conversation about rules. Now, I'm not going to tell you the rules that you need to set forth or imply in your home with regard to social media, but I will tell you that it is a good idea to have some rules. And one of the statistics that came out recently was that the average teen spends nine hours a day on social media platforms outside of what they do for school and homework. That seems unreal to me because nine hours a day is equivalent to a full-time job. 
Now, I have a teen myself, so I am a witness to this, but it really worries me about the level of engagement teens are focusing on in social media and the impact that it is having on, gosh, so many different areas of their lives. And we're going to get into that today. So when I inquired about parents that I work with, clients that I have, some of the different kinds of rules that they had were not allowing their teen access to all platforms. So there's some social media platforms that they're allowed to be on and some that they're not. Parents have all access and passwords to all the different social media platforms. Parents have time limits about no apps or screen time after a certain time in the evening. So like, for example, 10 p.m. I know other parents have their phones of their teens turned into them. So there's no possibility of a distraction or, you know, just feeling like, oh, I got to, I got to go back to answer that one quick thing. So they don't even have access to their phone at that point. And some parents employ a screen-free home and they don't have screens in their house. Now, I don't take the position of any of them being right or wrong. I do have my personal opinion on some of them, but that's because I have tested and tried about what works in my home. And so this conversation is really for you to test and try what is going to work for you and your home and how social media plays a part and a role in that. I do believe that it is our responsibility as parents to monitor our our teens' social media. And when I say monitor, I do not mean that you are micromanaging, that you are checking everything that's being done and said, that you are becoming that helicopter parent, and that you're in the midst of your teens' conversations. I think that it's important to make sure that you're monitoring so that way your teen feels the confidence that you have their back and that you are there to guide and support them. And there's a big difference there between a parent who micromanages and is a helicopter parent and a parent who guides, supports, and helps and monitors their teen's level of access to social media and what they're doing. Another piece I believe is important is making sure that you're choosing wisely and you're teaching your teen how to do that with regard to friends on social media. And this is a real big challenge. I know that first and foremost. But when our teens desire to have people in their social media feeds and platforms that they don't really know, it's giving them this false sense of connection that people are liking their posts and or not liking their posts. And when we actually look and dive deep into the psychology around the likes, it's causing a lot of problems for our teens today. 
But I know for me, I encourage my teenage daughter to have friends in her social media platforms whom she has a relationship with, whom she knows. Because there is no reason for her to have a connection with someone that she doesn't either play sports with or go to school with or have met at a friend's event, something along those lines. And so for me, that is where I guide her. That's sort of my line of engagement for her. Because otherwise, like I said, there's just too much emphasis put on how many followers you have, how many friends you have, how many likes you get. And it causes a lot of other challenges. So when I referred to being a helicopter parent and monitoring and guiding, that's an important piece. And I just explained how I help to monitor and guide my teen's friends on social media. And even then, that's still challenging because that just because my daughter has met someone or engaged with someone at an event at school or at a sporting event, that doesn't always mean that they're going to be nice and have my daughter's back and, and treat them with kindness. But that's the level of comfortability that I have with helping her and guiding her. Another one is that we as parents can help to create boundaries for social media by scheduling downtime and screen away from screen time with our teens, setting time limits for apps. So I'll actually share this with you. It's on, I have an iPhone and it's under the settings on your iPhone. And you actually can go to the area that says schedule downtime. That way your teen has to be away from their screen and putting a time limit on that. You can also put time limits on specific apps. So if you only want your teen to be on social media and limit that so that it's not in excess of the average teen of nine hours a day, you can also do that as well. Again, this is not to try to punish your teen, but just give them boundaries for not allowing their days to go on end of liking and scrolling and videoing and responding and streaking and you know all these things that different apps <laughs> allow them to do. So that's that's definitely a, a great starting place for you as a parent. Now, one of the mistakes I know parents make is that they feel like they don't want to exude that level of control over their teen. And I understand that. But being aware of the consequences when you choose to not engage with your teen around the concept of social media is important. So let's see. By not monitoring consequences that teens really experience in the world of social media, teens have a lot of self-value, self-worth and self-value that they discount on themselves because 
they judge and they value themselves based off of what others are or aren't doing and how they measure up in relationship to those other teens in social media. And this is a real thing. Gosh, I'm sure for us parents, we've done this too. We sit and we scroll and we see things and we think, my life is not as great because I'm not doing that. And to take it even a step further, my life is not as great because I'm not doing that. And that means I'm not as worthy or I'm not enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not smart enough or whatever it may be that we say when we compare ourselves to the pictures of social media. Teens experience loneliness. So oftentimes they're alone and they're scrolling through social media and they see that there was an event or an experience that they were not included in. And it just re-emphasizes that feeling of loneliness. It can also stir up jealousy. The factor of jealousy that they are not getting to do what other teens are doing or they don't get to have what other teens have. And this process of self-loathing and doubt. And that doubt is what I was referring to about the comparison. And it can create high levels of fear and anxiety, a fear of not fitting in, fear of not connecting, fear of not belonging. And when all of these feelings and emotions are compiled day after day, year after year, now that our teens have been exposed to social media really since they've had a phone and they've had the social media app, Teens are starting to experience increased aggression and hostility. And oftentimes that's being reflected in your home and with you because they don't want to take that out on their friends. They take it out on themselves and they take it out on you because those are the places where they're comfortable. When a teen is saying these harmful self-doubt uh, statements, it, those are the statements that they then make decisions from. And we wonder why our teens are plagued with these serious side effects of anxiety, depression, and sadness. And when anxiety, depression, and sadness escalate year after year and day after day, from the exposure of social media, it leads to teens not wanting to continue to live because they feel like it's so hard. They feel like they're not going to ever amount to whatever it is they're comparing themselves to in social media. A study done uh, almost 10 years ago concluded that teens that spend this kind of time on social media, we're 71% more likely to have one risk factor for suicide. And I am not saying that social media is all at fault here. 
I'll go back to my beginning statement and I started this message that I believe that social media is a platform for greatness. But we also have to teach our teens about how to live in self-worth and value and not comparison and doubt. And that's really the message that I would love for you to receive today is how do we allow our teens access to social media? Because I don't think the answer is to completely omit it. That, that will drive a wedge, I believe, if it's not done in a loving way. But how do we combat this challenge of what we're, our teens are experiencing with regard to social media? and being able to manage and access the time spent on social media. So if you know that your teen is displaying aggression or inappropriate levels of guilt or sadness or irritability, and again, these are things that happen in the home oftentimes. And when I talk to parents, they'll say, gosh, Rebecca is so happy at school with her friends on the sports field. And then she comes home and this is my experience with her. And they're describing words like this. Well, there's, conf- there's conflict there going on, inner conflict with Rebecca. I just made that name up. Sorry if your name is Rebecca. <laughs> but there's inner conflict going there, going on there that it almost feels like it's two different worlds that this teen is living in. Oftentimes, these teens have trouble concentrating. They're confused, and even we can see a decline in in their academic performance and and what they do in the world of school or, or even just being interested in school or being interested in the family. They avoid school activities and family, and and sometimes they can even avoid friends if it really gets to the point where they just don't see the worth and the value that they have, even in their own friend circles. And this obviously is severe when you're talking about what teens do when they're considering suicide. You might see change of eating habits or abuse of substances because now they're using other factors to control and they believe that it helps to, well, they don't believe it does help to numb the feeling that they have of self-doubt and lack of worthiness and value. They can oftentimes be very secretive and you'll notice less of the child who you used to see before. So hopefully this has been helpful in knowing a clear way to begin allowing your child to explore social media. And I would suggest in the beginning, doing it with them, exploring different apps and what they do, at least if your teen is interested in a particular app. And there's new ones that come out all the time. But if your teen wants to try a new app, explore it with them and see what it does. See what access it gives them, what it provides for them. 
a lot of times, you know, this is where advertising has become so big in social media. Our teens are being advertised on different different things that we don't necessarily want our teens to have access to or, or knowledge to. And so being aware of that, we used to have to worry about it on television or the radio. And now we have to worry about it in these apps, the advertising that's going on to our teens and our young minds. So knowing that you can really be your child's friend in this area and support them and do it together. You can make it fun. And continuing to monitor, that's the next important part here as a parent, that our responsibility is really to monitor their level of engagement, what they're doing, what they're seeing, how they're doing it, how often, and all these things. And again, there is no right or wrong answer here. It's really what is best suited for you and your teen And a lot of times it can fluctuate. For my daughter, when she is actively in school and in sports, there's a little bit more uh, stringency on the amount of time that I allow her to be on social media. And first and foremost, our family time always is the most important. And we also have the relationship that, you know, we can call each other out on it. And I'll say, I am talking to you and I want to have a conversation with you and you are on your phone. And she does the same to me. And then I'll say, if there's a reason why, sometimes it's a really pertinent, important text or something. And if not, then it just doesn't need, it just doesn't need to be a priority at that moment. She knows that she is my first and foremost priority conversations with her. And the next piece that we touched on was just looking at being aware of your child's attitudes and behaviors and moods to ensure that we're not allowing social media to have more influence on our teen's life than we are. I think that that's the most important part is that we have the impact and the influence. And I will tell you what, it takes a lot of energy and effort as a parent to be that person who's constant in your child's life with words of affirmation and loving and appreciating and honoring them for everything they do and acknowledging them and telling them that they're proud because of all the exterior alternate messages that they're receiving if they're on social media for nine hours a day. So there's a little bit about how we can best support our teens in finding balance for social media and really thriving in life. If you want to learn more, I invite you to come over to my Facebook group, Thriving With Your Teen. And we just take a deeper dive and look at what does it look like to really be a parent who's committed to showing up and thriving with their teen. There are a lot of parents that thrive and there are a lot of teens that thrive, but I really am committed to parents and teens thriving together in a team and a force and a unit that just makes them feel unstoppable. So if that's something you're interested, join me over there. We'd love to have you. 
Thanks for listening. And please be sure to rate, review, leave any comments about this particular episode if you found any of it insightful or helpful. I'd love to hear your feedback and I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Divine Career Design Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it with your friends. Connect with me further on Instagram at amplify.u or visit the website at www.amplifyu.org to join our email list and receive our free guide to a divinely led career.